you again for standing in respect of God's Word. I, I, I read verse 11 on purpose because uh, this passage of Scripture is, yes, it's to the nation of Israel and, and to any nation that wants uh, really to apply this, but I wanted to go in verse 10 where it says, Now therefore go to uh, speak to the men of Judah and to the inhabitants of Jerusalem, saying, Thus saith the Lord, because I frame evil against you and devise a device against you, return ye every one from an evil way and make your ways and your doings. And I want to make sure that, that you know this is on an individual basis as well. Amen. On purpose. Don't, don't sit there and say, oh, that's the Israel. No, this is God's word and it's for you. And you can take this and apply it to your life as well as your home, as well as your church and your country, uh, the world. It can be uh, applied there to all those. So that's what I wanted to make sure but let's look at this passage of Scripture. We have all heard, uh, many of you in this room have heard messages. I'm sure Pastor probably has got 20 messages on this passage of Scripture. Uh, and it's just a common passage of Scripture, and we've all heard them, and it's probably going to be nothing new. But I, what I would like us to do here this morning is, is to focus on the potter. A lot of times as we look at this scripture, and it would just make sense because we are the clay for us to be focused on the clay. But instead this morning, I want us to focus on the potter, amen? And, and by the way, I'm not talking about the Harry Potter guy either. I'm talking about our heavenly potter, amen? Uh, the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost, that's the potter that we're looking at here uh, this morning. God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, uh, God the, the, the Father, amen? The, the deity, the trinity, and also in this passage, we uh, are looking at the, the potter is God, but the clay is, is, is our life, amen? And, and the wheel that's described here is, is I'm just going to say it's the, uh, the situations of life and how they form us, okay? And uh, so as we look at this and focusing on the potter, I want you to think with me just a little bit here as to the fact of if we would focus on the potter rather than focusing on the clay, I think we'd be a lot better off. That clay is what gets us in trouble. And I, I, on the same line there, I think that if we focus on the potter like the potter focuses on us, we would even be better off even yet. But instead, I think too many times what we as clay, we get busy focusing on other clay rather than the potter. We compare our clay to someone else's clay when our eyes are supposed to be on our potter, the Father, amen? So why don't we try focusing on the potter a little bit this morning? The Bible tells us many times and uses us, us as a description as the clay over in Isaiah chapter 64. There's a couple of verses, verse four and verse eight, it says there, but now, O Lord, thou art our Father, we are the clay, and thou art our potter, and we all are the works of thy hands. We need to keep that in proper perspective. He's the potter, we're the clay. We find it over in Job as well. Job chapter 10, verses 8 and 9 says, Thine hands have made me and fashioned me together round about. Thou hast made me as the clay. It's, we're, we're many times through the Bible used and, and compared to the, as that clay, amen, and our God being that potter of that clay. So, we're going to focus on the potter this morning, this morning, if you'll let me do that. Is this still an amening church? Yeah. Oh, there we go. Just, just testing you a little bit. I go quicker when you say amen. 
Now we know who has the roast in the oven. But uh, I, I, don't, I, don't think, uh, I, I don't think that we all keep our eye on the potter like we should. We sometimes like to wander away, and, and I don't think we please the Lord in that. And uh, he deserves us to be looking and focusing. Focus is that one of those things you bring it in there and it's, so it's more, more clearly, amen? That's what we need to be doing is bringing our Father. We keep our eyes on him and, and keep our focus on him and like putting blinders. Maybe we need blinders like the horse, amen, to where we keep our eyes on the Father instead of looking at that other clay or the situations of life or things that are going around with us. Instead, of we just need to focus on the potter, amen? I don't know how much a horse can see of himself when he has blinders on either. Focus on the potter. So let's look at this, and as we said, we're going to focus on the potter. And I'm just going to say, first of all, he is a, a perfect potter, a perfect potter. And uh, I've got some verses on that as well, and I'm going to go quick. You can write these down. Over in Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 4, it says, He is a rock. His work is perfect. His work is perfect. Uh, for all of his ways are judgment, a God of truth and without iniquity, just and right is he. We find in uh, 2 Samuel 22, verse 31, as for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is tried. He's a buckler to uh, all that, uh, them that trust in him. We found in Psalm chapter 18, verse 30, as for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is tried. He's a buckler to all those that trust in him. In Job chapter 37, verse 16, Thou dost know the balancing of the clouds and the wondrous works of him, which is perfect in knowledge. So far we've seen there, his word is perfect. His work is perfect. His, his, his knowledge is perfect. Amen. Goes on down there in verse 19, Psalm 19, verse 7. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. And we find in Matthew chapter 5, verse 48, Be ye therefore perfect. Even as your Father, which is in heaven, is perfect. Perfect, yes, we have a perfect potter. Hebrews 5, verse 9, and being made, this is talking about Christ, the, the one with the perfect blood, says, and being made perfect, he became the author of eternal salvation unto all that obey him. So as we're keeping our focus on the potter, the first thing we notice here is he's a perfect potter, amen? Perfect means he doesn't make mistakes. He's perfect, and uh, he's worthy of us keeping our eye and our focus on him, amen? I'm going to go quick, and I'm just going to warn you ahead of time, I'm probably going to chip, trip over the letter P through this passage because there's a whole bunch of P's in here, the letter P's, and so he is the perfect potter. And one more thing while I'm getting started here, uh, you might be able to make a longer list of this than I even can. I'm, I have a limited amount of time here, but you know what? You have the rest of your life to focus on the potter. And during that time while you're focusing on the, pot, focus on the potter, you can take this list that I've made here very quickly this morning, and you can just add to it. In fact, can I just give you some homework? Why don't you take us home from here? But first of all, he's a, a perfect potter, amen? He's worthy of us keeping our eye on him. He's also a precious potter, amen? A precious potter. We find in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 19, but with the precious blood of Christ as a lamb without blemish and without spot. That's him right there. Uh, we find in uh, 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 6, wherefore also it's contained in the scripture, behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect, precious, 
and he that believeth on him shall not be confounded unto you. Uh, therefore, which believeth, he is precious unto them which be disobedient. The stone which the builders disallowed, the same is made the head of the corner. Oh, he's a precious potter. And the more and the more focused you get on him, the more perfect you'll find him. And the more focused on him you'll find, the more precious he becomes. He's also a planning potter. Familiar passages of scripture, nothing new here this morning. Just a reminder again. He's a planning potter. What do you mean he's a planning potter? I remember, I think it was this morning, I, I think it was pastor when he prayed, talked about God's will for the folks that are here. God, God has a plan. He's planned ahead already, amen. He's a lot further down the road we are. That's why we keep our focus on him. He's perfect, amen. We know the verses in Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. It says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Perfect will of God. Talking about the potter has planned a perfect will for you. He's got, and his is going to be the best plan, by the way. Because it's kind of planned ahead of time and not like we do. You know, like, what do you want to do today? I don't know. What do you want to do today? You want to do the same thing we did yesterday? <laughs> no, he's got a plan. He's went ahead. He knows. He's on, uh, in all of his omnis. He, he's got a plan for us. Amen? Perfect potter. Yeah. Precious potter. Planning potter with a perfect will for each and every one of us. He wants us to know his will more than we want to know. Sometimes it would scare us, us to death if we knew what he wanted us to be doing, but he gives us grace and mercy, and it all falls in together if we'll just keep focused on him. What happens when we get our eyes off the potter? I don't know. Where'd you end up? Where are you heading? Maybe this morning you just need to get your eyes back where they're supposed to be. Yeah, your eyes are going to follow you. Well, glory. I'll move on. He's a passionate potter, aren't passionate potter. Aren't you glad for that? I got this book I've been trying to read for the longest time. The title of it is The Passions of Christ, and it and it talks about the, the crucifixion and all that our Savior went through. Right? The, the passion. He's a he's a passionate potter. We can read all through the scriptures, just a few of them out of the book of Psalm. Uh, thou art but thou art God full of, of passion and gracious and long-suffering and plenteous in mercy. Psalm 68, verse 15. Psalm 111, verse 4. He hath made his wondrous works to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion. You know him? Yeah, we see this when we keep focused on him. Psalm 112, verse 4. Unto the righteous there arises light in the darkness. He is gracious and full of compassion and righteous. Psalm 145, 8. The Lord is gracious and, and full of compassion, slow to anger, and of great mercy. We think over in uh, 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 that, that shortest verse in the Bible, I could probably ask out there, and a number of you would say, oh, I know that verse, and I got that memorized. It's kind of like the first one we memorized. And John eleven thirty five. 35, Jesus wept. He was showing his passion there. I believe it was over the death of Lazarus, and and maybe even the way people were treating God. I, I, Jesus wept. The compassion through the word of God, we see him praying and weeping, our passionate potter, amen? 
He's a purposeful potter. I dare you to try to say those all back to me real quick. Are you working on your list there? He's a purposeful potter. Uh, you're on purpose. You're on purpose. You're not a mistake. If it seems like you're a mistake, just get focused back on the potter again and, and find out where the problem is there. Because he's got something for you, and, and you're, you're, you're on purpose. You're not a mistake. We know Romans chapter 8, verse 28, and we know that all things work together for good to them to love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. That, that's his promise to us. His purpose. Maybe, maybe we just need to focus back on that, that uh, potter again, that perfect, precious, planning, passionate, purposeful potter. He's a providing potter, isn't he? Providing potter. Uh, we, re we could read over in Colossians. I'm not going to go there, but over in Colossians chapter 1, verses 12 down to 23, we find out that he's the creator. He's the, the sustainer. He's the maintainer. And by, all, and by him, all things consist. It keeps going because of him. He's the potter overseeing the clay. He's overseeing us. It would just do us wise to focus on him as he's providing for us. And and making sure that we thank him accordingly. All things consist. One of those things that, that he provided for us was a, was a way of forgiveness because we're a sinner, amen? He provided that. It's not something that we can do. It's a gift. All we do is ask, amen? And it's provided. He's a providing potter. Yes, our, our very life has been provided to us from our potter. He's a problem-solving potter. Aren't you glad? problem-solving potter. We could go over in uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3 and 4 there, describe him as a father of mercies and the God of all comfort. That's that potter, that, that one uh, problem-solving potter. Well, we need mercy sometimes, and, and we need grace sometimes, and we need comfort sometimes. He's right there. He's the potter with his hands on the clay. He's a problem-solving potter. When, when the temptation comes along, guess what? Our potter is there for us. We read over in, uh, uh, in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, it says, There have no temptation taken you, but such is common to man. But will with the temptation make a way to escape? You know, we sometimes go through life and we'll make a mistake and, and we'll say, uh, uh, God, forgive me. Go, God, help me. I've made, I made no. What we need to do is start looking back a little bit further. And every time you'll find out that God made a way for you to escape for that. You didn't have to fall for that sin. You didn't have to fall into that and ask forgiveness. Oh, no, we're not perfect here in all this and everything. And the, and the forgiveness provided. But he has made us a way to escape before we fall into that sin. And if we'll just focus on the pot, oh, we get to looking at the clay and saying, woe is me, when if we would just look at the potter, we would find out he already made a way to escape before we fell into it, before we got in trouble with him, amen? Oh, he's a providing, a problem-solving potter. The comfort, the mercies that are there when we fail on that resist temptation. Oh, and how about the wisdom? We all need wisdom, don't we? And he's provided it for you. And if you don't have enough, he says, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God to give it to all men liberally and upbraideth not over in James chapter 1, verse 5. He's not going to keep it from you. No, he's there. He's giving you what you need, the, the wisdom and the mercy and the grace to, to keep going, to, to maybe the forgiveness to get your eyes back on him again. Problem solving, amen? How well do you know him? Hey, don't give the credit to the doctor. Give the credit to the Savior, the potter that made you. and Put all that stuff in place. 
problem-solving potter. Oh, yeah. Oh, who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believed that Jesus is the Son of God. First John chapter 5, verse 5. The potter, amen. Overcome the world. You're failing at that? Get your eyes back on the potter. Get the forgiveness that you need. Get, back on the, get the eyes back where they're supposed to be. And I, I, I love what I found the other day, and it's, it's nothing new for many of you. I'm sure over in John chapter 17 here, our, 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 our Savior, is he's praying to God. And, and John chapter 17, and, and, and just another point here, John chapter 17, down there in verse 9. I'm, uh, next point is here, and this is he's a praying potter. He's a praying potter. I found here, as I was reading John chapter 17, verse 9, the Lord here is praying to the Father, uh, and he says, I pray for them. Verse 9, Jesus says, he goes, as he's praying to the Father, he goes, I pray for them. I pray not for the world, but for them which thou hast given me for thine, for they, they are thine. He's a praying potter. Here the Lord Jesus, before he, before he ascended into heaven here, uh, before a lot of things happened, amen, before Calvary, he's praying to the Father for us. Look down there in verse 20. John 17, verse 20. The Lord's still praying here to the Father. He says, neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word. Do you understand? He prayed for us before we were saved, and he's praying for us that once we get saved, forgiven of our sinner, that we tell others about him. Amen. He prayed for you as you go soul winning. He's already prayed for you. As you give the gospel, he's prayed for you. He's a praying potter, a praying potter, problem solving, praying potter. He's a promising potter. Well, now this point could take a long time. Because the scripture is just full of promises. I'll just give you one familiar one. John chapter 14, let not Jesus said here, bright red in your Bibles there, let not a heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go and prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am there ye may be also. The word of God is full of promises. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 4, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises on and on it goes we can find hebrews chapter 13 verse 5 it's recorded of the lord he says i will never leave thee nor forsake thee that's a promise from our potter john chapter 16 verse 28 i came forth from the father and have come into the world again i leave the world and go to the father and he did he rose from the grave ascended to heaven sitting at the right hand of the throne of god he's there to to listen to us pray Oh, he, by the way, he's a, a permanent potter also. Aren't you glad he just didn't? No, he's permanent. Permanent potter. There's one for you to add to your list. John chapter 10, verses 27, I believe there. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and, and they follow me. Is that you right there? Are you following? And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father which gave them me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hands. I and my Father are one. And just like then, there's still persecution going on. And what did they do in the next verse? Then they took the Jews took up stones again to stone him. Yeah. But what did he do? What did he do? He went to Calvary just a few chapters after that, yeah. focusing on the potter, praying for you, praying for me. Oh, yes, he's a... He's a, he's a potter, all right, a perfect one. 
and, and he's a precious potter, and he's a, a planning potter, and a passionate potter, and a, a purposeful potter, and he's a providing potter, and he's a problem-solving potter, he's a praying potter, he's a promising, and he's a personal potter. Personal potter. And personal was, personal is one of those words that means like you. And, and, and you alone. You know, personal doesn't mean two. Personal means you. One. One at a time. Aren't you glad we have a potter that's big enough to deal with each and every one of us? One at a time. Think about that. If he's dealing you with one at a time, where are his hands at as he's forming you? Don't have to wait a week. Wait for the potter to show back up again. No, he's there already. He's right there as we go through it all. Well, there's many things this personal potter has done for us and is doing for us and promises to do. Let, let, let me just ask you, think for a minute here. What has the potter prayed for you? What has the, pot, what has the potter provided for you? What does that potter have provided for you? And the list goes on. Don't you think it would just be great? When you don't, think, don't you just think it would be wise if we just focused on the potter instead of focusing on the clay or focusing on someone else's clay? Focus on that clay that we don't have or how he shaped your clay instead of that clay? We, what you do when you're not focusing on the clay, a lot of times you should complain and compare and quit. And you miss so much when you're not focused on the potter. I love to focus on the potter. How many of you love to focus on the potter? Is it something you're striving for? Don't put sunglasses on either. <laughs> Don't want to miss nothing. Get nothing between you and the Savior, between you and the potter. Don't let world get in there. Just think about that. We are nothing without him. What are we without the potter? We're not, we're not, we're nothing. Yet the potter loves us. And he wants to form us into something that he can use. He wants to. That's his desire. Well, this world wants to mold you into something that they can use, don't they? I think Christian school. You want to mold these children to be something that the, that the Lord can use, that the potter can use. The world wants to mold them into something that they can use. It's called destroy. We need to focus on the potter. We just go through our lives looking to the potter, focusing on the potter. You know, the clay cannot make the potter. The potter makes the clay. Why do we try to make God into something that we want him to be? Why do we let him make us into something that he wants? That's going to be the best way, wouldn't you say? Where do we get in trouble? When we start wanting to mold our own clay or let the world mold our own clay instead of letting the Lord, the potter, the one that's supposed to do the one that has the right to do it. Yeah. Potter controls the wheels and the tools to work on the clay, doesn't he? I'm just going to meddle for a little bit again. I love meddling. Can you tell? The potter doesn't need a, the wheel to make a vessel. A vessel is made with hands. How many of you uh, 
How many of you have a little vessel at the house maybe that your kids made when they were young? You know those little things you get a bunch of clay in vacation Bible school or, or maybe at school that, you know, you're there and you know, the teacher lets you mold that clay, that the kid mold that clay out of there and then they smash a little piece of it over here and they put a little red ball on the top of it and you got this little, you got this little bowl there. Still got it, right? Mm -hmm. You still got that little bowl with that little lid on there and you keep a couple of coins in there that you found and some old buttons, maybe a pin and maybe something, your, your 50, your perfect attendance pin. I don't know, your parents maybe. You got that little, you got that little bowl there sitting on the window. Adrian's got some. She got one sitting on the windowsill in the house and she's got another one sitting on the dresser over there and it's a vessel, are you right? And that vessel is very precious to you, isn't it? You got it right out there on display where you can see that vessel and it brings you great joy to see that vessel that there it is. It's not, it doesn't have a lot of purpose, really, does it? It's just holding those buttons and things, but you love the one that made it. And you show your love. I look, it's precious to you is what I'm saying. But you know what? That, that clay never made it to the wheel. And as use, you're not going to take that little half-baked piece of pottery and go put it out in the living room necessarily with, with the flowers in it. It doesn't have that use necessarily. It's precious and everything about it is precious. You still got it, amen? And don't try to take it from mama either. But it's not that vessel that's out there in the living room with those beautiful peacock feathers or, or flowers in it. It's still a vessel. But it's not necessarily got the same use as the other one precious you still got it how many times could you have thrown that away but no you're keeping it it means something to you that clay was not allowed to be on the wheel think with me for a minute is that any different than the clay that was put on the wheel no the potter decided to take this piece of clay right here and put it on the wheels, wheel, so he could mold it into something for a, another purpose. I don't, more, I don't know the right word here even. Another purpose, a more, can't think of the word. Situations of life being the, pot, being the wheel. There we are, the potter. You don't get the choice necessarily, but the potter took this piece of clay and put it on the wheel. And we've all heard the sermons about the, the pressure that went into that and the turning that went in, the time went into that, all those different things that went into that made that vessel to the finer, we'll say. Where was the potter's hands during that time? Where was the potter's thought? How many are on the wheel at one time? One at a time. Still a vessel, but the potter took that clay through set of circumstances and was there and helped mold that and, and protect that through those times and make that into something that he had another purpose for more than sitting on the windowsill. Still clay. Sometimes we go through things in our lives where we're being molded into something that the Lord can use more and in a special way. We don't always like it, do we? But he's making us into that 
tool he's using and making us into that where he can use us that much more. When you're on the wheel, when you're going through situations of life, where's the potter's hands at? Where is he at? What, what's he looking at? Where's his eyes on? There he is. One clay at a time. What I'm trying to say with that is not all clay gets put on the wheel. And instead of us saying, woe is me, when we're on the wheel, we need to focus on the potter knowing that he's molding us and allowing us to go through this to make us to a place, mold us into a place where he can use us that much more. Don't crawl off the wheel. He's there with you. So much I want to say right now, I'm just not going to do it, but so many times we, at the invitation, hear that song, Have Thine Own Way, and there it is, Have Thine Own Way, Lord, Have Thine Own Way. Thou art the potter, and I am the clay. Do we really believe that and mean that? Here I am, Lord. Mold me and make me to whatever you want me to be. I, I want to I want to do something special for you. I want to be the one that's used. I, I just don't want to be put on the shelf. I want to be the one that's in the middle of it right now. I want to be the center place and right in the middle of the ministry. That, that's who I want to be, Lord. I'm willing to go through this, uh, whatever it takes for you to mold me. And I know you're right there watching me, and I, and I need to keep my eyes on you instead of everything else because I want you to mold me and make me. And, and, and oh, boy, we can be fragile, can't we? We are fragile. But I want, Lord, I want you to, I'm willing to go through these situations in life with my eyes on you because I want you to mold me into something that you can use even more. Where are we at? Oh, we sometimes buck against that, don't we, and don't want to do it. And, and, but there he is, that perfect, precious, passionate, purposeful, providing potter, problem-solving, praying, promising personal potter that, that's there, right, as we're going through that situation. At that time, he's, he's right there with everything that we need and well glory don't fo don't focus on the circumstances don't focus on the wheel focus on the potter focus on the potter walk circumspectly not as uh, not as fools but wise and keep our eyes on him by the way the the, the potter the the pot doesn't look up in the clay uh, the pot the clay doesn't look up at the potter and say do it this way no, the clay stays and lets, lets it be done what the potter wants them to do. Well, we don't know what's tomorrow. We need to go, but we need to focus on the potter. Think with me for a minute. I think everybody understands the principle. Being on that wheel, yes, God is right there. The potter is right there uh, taking care of you. Sometimes that is probably, sometimes that is the, the closest time we have when we're going through those hard times in life is when the potter is right there and we're going through something in life. Hard. We, and sometimes we can get a distance from that, can't we? I'm saying we. I'm saying we. We can do it, and we need to, we need to get back to that, to where we should be. There's a, there is another so-called potter out there, by the way. He's a so-called potter. He's a liar. He's a deceiver. And he wants to destroy you before you get on the wheel. He wants to destroy you while you're on the wheel. 
He wants to destroy you after you come off the wheel. He wants to destroy you after you get put out on there. Cracked, gone. There's another liar, so-called potter out there. And he wants to mar and destroy. He wants to break you. He wants to hinder you. He wants to hide you from the real potter. You know, if you got the eye focus on the potter the way you should, you don't even see that. But when we start looking at the clay and that other clay and things on situations on the wheel, you not have focus where it's supposed to be. You don't have focus on the potter the way you should. Well, glory. Remember who's limited? The devil's limited. But the potter that you want to be in his hands, there's no limit. We ought to give him no limit in our lives as well and let him mold us and make us to what he wants to be. Back in our text verses there, we found in verse 18, it says there, turn from their evil. God will repent if we turn from their evil. Maybe you this morning just need to take that verse, apply it, and turn from that evil that's tempting you or, or moving up on you or influencing you in some way. He said, behold, as the clay is in the, in the potter's hand, so are ye in mine hands. Maybe have you took yourself away from the potter and maybe this morning you need to say, dear Lord, would you forgive me? I want you back. I want, I want to be back where you want me to be. I, w- I want to be that vessel that you can use to the fullest. Would you forgive me? Oh, we need to make sure we keep our eyes on the right potter. Great is thy faithfulness. We know who that's talking about, don't we? We know the songs, the uh, looking unto Jesus, or the verse looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Maybe we've not got all the way to the finish line yet. We need to get back on. We need to get back in focus with the potter the way we should. Maybe, maybe I, I don't know where you're at. Well, glory. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face, and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. How about this morning? Why don't you ask the potter? Why don't you ask the potter this morning? How are we doing? Am I just that one on the shelf there that's always very precious? We're still precious in his sight, whether we're that vessel holding buttons and pins. We're still loved totally, and we're precious, but maybe we're just not made into that vessel to where he can use us to the most. We need to say, dear God, forgive me. Sorry I crawled off the wheel. I'm crawling back on now. (laughs) Finish my, finish what you had and purpose in me. Finish what you're making me for. I don't know where you're at. I'm done. Maybe you've never looked to the potter and said, dear God, I realize I'm a sinner. I realize you're the Savior. Never trusted you as my personal Savior. Maybe you just need to go to the potter this morning and say, dear God, would you please forgive me being a sinner? Would you forgive me? Give me that gift of eternal life that you've provided for me, the forgiveness that you've provided for me. Would you stand with me here this morning? Has the Holy Spirit spoke to you this morning about something maybe that you've taken back from God, taken back control, taken back finances, taken back uh, a church attendance, taken back, I don't know what he spoke to you about, but I know if you wanted the Holy Spirit to speak to you this morning, he did. And if you didn't, well, 
Hope you're here next week. But as the Lord's spoken to you about something here this morning, maybe it's that salvation. Maybe you're not 100% sure. Why don't you come up, let somebody pray with you, open this from Scripture with you, and get that to where you're marked 100% sure. I'm 100% sure I'm a forgiven sinner on my way to heaven. Maybe the rest of us here will say, you know, there's an area in my life I've taken back from my potter, and I'm going to give it back to him today. Ask him. He'll point it out. And he'll be right there to forgive you. And be right there to help you with that.